Nick Wagner, thanks for joining us on ESPN Daily. And I guess we should start here. Is there a quarterback controversy in San Francisco? I don't think there's a controversy. I think what you've got is uh, competition and not necessarily the competition that people think it is. Uh, mm. The Niners have been pretty consistent all along. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, really since the owners' meetings in Arizona in March where they said Brock Purdy is the leader in the clubhouse. Brock has earned the right with the way he played that he's probably the leader in the clubhouse at that. You know, I'll let Kyle make those kind of decisions, but I know when we talk, I think Brock's probably earned that right to be the, be the guy if we were to line up. He'd probably take that first snap. The only competition for him has been time, which is how quick can he get back from that elbow surgery? A lot of people thought it was going to be six months. They you know five to seven months is actually the range for that UCL repair. In fact, the first person who ever had it was cleared after five months and three days. I think where it really gets interesting is after Brock Purdy, which is Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. Trey Lance finally healthy. He's had a couple of injuries his first two years. Sam Darnold was brought in because the 49ers are, are big believers in what he could be and hasn't been in his first couple of stops. And then Brandon Allen is kind of lurking behind, you know, didn't get a lot of headlines, but was signed in the spring and has been their fourth quarterback. And they've spoken highly of him. But as we know, the one thing we know for sure, the 49ers need as much quarterback depth as possible, mm. considering they made it the NFC Championship game, going through four, and still ran out of quarterbacks. Right. So this is a team that's been to three of the last four NFC Championship games. And if, as you just mentioned, there is no quarterback controversy, why are we here? Every year since Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have been here, which was 2017, they have not gotten through an entire season with one quarterback, save for 2019, which was, of course, the year they went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so right. I think the 49ers, what they're doing is trying to give themselves options, option power. It's the one thing that they have in their back pocket, in their minds, that can maybe help them offset the fact that they don't have a Patrick Mahomes or a Joe Burrow or a Josh Allen. They don't have one of those guys. And in their mind, they've built out the roster to win now and they need to have a quarterback who can just be functional. And, and so if they can find enough guys to, you know, give them depth and get them through a season, they believe they can win it all. And I keep saying this, guys, but the Niners don't care which quarterback wins them a Super Bowl. They just want a quarterback to win them the Super Bowl. Every football season in San Francisco brings fans another chance to lose their minds over who's starting under center. Because QB1 for the Niners has become a gig that no one can seem to hold on to for more than a season or two. We're not calling it a curse or even a controversy, but there hasn't been much consistency for years. So today, Nick Wagner takes us through the QB room with Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, returning from elbow surgery, and their once heir apparent, Trey Lance, battling with another former top draft pick, Sam Darnold, for the number two spot. Because when you're chasing the ghosts of Joe Montana and Steve Young, you've got to get it right. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Monday, July 31st. This is ESPN Daily. The NFL schedule drops this week, kiddos, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. 
And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Okay, Nick, then I want to establish your expertise here. How long have you been covering the 49ers? This will be my eighth season uh, covering the 49ers. I've been covering the NFL. This will be my 20th season covering the NFL. But uh, I came here, my first year was, was the Chip Kelly year in 2016, and I've been here for the entirety of the Shanahan and Lynch era. That's quite a ride. Uh, so who are <laughs> the players currently involved in this QB quandary? Yeah, so we start with Brock Purdy. Everyone calls him, you know, Mr. Irrelevant because he was the last pick yeah. in the draft in 2022. Came on at the end of last year. Took everybody by surprise. What's coming? Purdy, Lofton going deep. Has McCaffrey. He's got it! Touchdown, San Francisco! They're chanting Purdy, by the way. Brock Purdy chants in Santa Clara. I feel like I'm in a scene of Rudy played really well down the stretch of the season. Uh, and, and I don't think we'd even be having this conversation if Brock Purdy hadn't got hurt against Philadelphia. Win or lose, I think he had kind of set himself into being the starter. So he's your projected QB1. And then Trey Lance, who I think easily the most intriguing name on this list because the 49ers gave up so much to get him. Just going back, it was three first-round picks. But, you know, he was the raw really talented prospect at the 49ers tab that they thought could kind of link them to the future, extend their window, so to speak, give them that Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen type of guy that they wanted. And his career has been marred by injuries, hasn't had a chance to play football, which I think everyone would argue coming from a small school, having as little experience as he's had was the things he needed to do the most was just get snaps. Right. And then you have Sam Darnold, who has been kind of the vagabond here and, and bounced around. But I think a lot of people, particularly in the 49ers building, Kyle Shanahan would be the first one to tell you. Sam Darnold would probably be the first one to tell you, actually, that he hasn't been in very good situations mm -hmm. with the Jets and with the Panthers, whether it was coaching, players, combination of the two. He hasn't had a chance to, he believes, reach his potential. And, and I think the Niners believe there's a chance that they can get him to that potential by putting him in to such a good situation. And then QB4 is Brandon Allen. Uh, you know, he was actually the number two quarterback in Cincinnati for the last few years, and now he's number four here. Um, but somebody to kind of keep an eye on because he is getting reps early on in training camp, and the 49ers have spoken highly of what he's done in a very short period of time here. So you mentioned uh, Josh Allen when talking about Trey Lance, and it, it's kind of funny that it was uh, at the Niners' close look at him that kind of got this whole ball rolling, right? Um, now, take me back, though, with that and where this all started with Jimmy G acquiring him and his extension. Okay, we'll, we'll start with Jimmy G. We'll go chronological here. And this is this is actually going way back to, to 2017 when, when Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch got here. The initial plan for this team at quarterback was to sign Kirk Cousins after the 2017 season. And they signed Brian Hoyer uh, to be the bridge to that because Cousins was going to be a free agent the following year. And then they drafted C.J. Beathard in the third round from Iowa. But again, all along the plan was Cousins. They got to October. They had not won a single game. They had just been massacred in Philadelphia, of all places. The opportunity arose to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo. They discussed it internally, and they decided, let's take a shot. Let's see what we have. It didn't mean at that point they were married to Jimmy Garoppolo by any means. It was a second-round pick, which is, mm -hmm. you know, fairly good compensation, but not huge compensation. 
But they made the move. Garoppolo, after a couple of weeks being here, getting getting used to the system a little bit, steps into the starting lineup. The Niners win five straight games to, to end the year. And uh, you can argue the quality of the teams they beat wasn't great, but they did beat a couple of playoff teams, Jacksonville, Tennessee, in that span. Jimmy G mania kind of took over. I mean, he was the it thing, if you remember yeah. back then. Garoppolo, nowhere to go. Rolling right, pointing to the end zone. Throw is caught. Touchdown. It is so hard not to pull out the Joe Montana comparison every time you see Jimmy Garoppolo roll out and throw a touchdown. And based on those five games, the 49ers made Jimmy Garoppolo the highest paid quarterback, the highest paid player in NFL history. Now, of course, we all know that doesn't last very long right, uh, right. these days because it's just a matter of, of when you take your turn in line. But, but Garoppolo was supposed to be the guy. So 2018 starts, he gets injured in game three and tears his ACL. And the 49ers go through a bunch of quarterbacks. They have an awful year. The trade-off for that, of course, was they ended up getting the number two pick, which in turn landed them Nick Bosa. So I think that's a trade they probably wouldn't mind making now. Right. 2019, Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy for the first time, plays well, finally shakes off the rust from the ACL injury. They go to the Super Bowl. Uh, and But still, even after that, if you remember, the Tom Brady yeah. rumors uh, were, were lurking that year. So fast forward to 2020, Jimmy Garoppolo hurt again, uh, dealing with an ankle issue. The 49ers, that was, of course, the COVID year. 49ers are way down, just injury ravaged. And they go down to Arizona where they were playing, quote unquote, home games. Uh, right. They had been kicked out of Santa Clara County uh, for COVID you know, protocols. And so they're down there and they're playing the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. And Josh Allen, who at that point had started to really figure it out. Yeah. And that was the year that he became an MVP candidate. He went on Monday Night Football and hung 375 yards and four touchdowns on the 49ers. Allen throws wide open, and I mean wide open. Touchdown for the rookie, Gabriel Davis. And an extra point from doubling up the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan saw it up close and personal. I had, to that point, never heard Kyle talk about any quarterback, even Patrick Mahomes, leading up to the Super Bowl the year before, the way he did about Josh Allen, hmm. um, because he was just so impressed with the combination of things that Josh Allen brought to the table, size, arm strength, all those types of things, accuracy he'd, he'd worked on tremendously. So they go into the offseason, and at that point, they just cannot continue to live with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starter, largely because of the injuries. And when you have a team like the 49ers have a roster like they have where they believe they're Super Bowl ready, you can't just let seasons go by the wayside because your quarterback can't stay on the field. So mm -hmm. they go into the offseason. They make the decision, we're going to take a big swing here. Kyle Shanahan said going into that draft, he was looking for a combination of Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson. You want to find Drew Brees who can move like Lamar Jackson. Like that, that's, and Mahomes, he's maybe in the middle, like whatever. I'm just. <laughs> that would be the dream, right? Not that necessarily that guy exists, but that would be the dream. So they go through the process. They make the trade up to number three with the Dolphins. They go through the process and fall in love with Trey Lance because they see so much of those Josh Allen things in mm -hmm. Trey Lance. And they loved his energy. They loved the work ethic that you couldn't find somebody. I, I guys, I, we, nobody knew who they were taking for sure. And that lead up to that draft, I must have made 100 phone calls to various people at these college campuses around the NFL. What do you think of these guys? The one guy I never heard a negative, single negative word on was Trey Lance. And the 49ers wow. would later tell you it was the same for them. So I, I think that all of those things combined led to them pulling the trigger on Trey Lance with the idea that hopefully he could follow a similar path and he could be the guy who would kind of 
bridge them into a longer championship window. Yeah, you kind of felt when they're in the playoffs and Jimmy Garoppolo only throws eight passes in a game against the <laughs> Green Bay Packers that maybe they didn't trust him as much and this was inevitable. But now the 49ers have their heir apparent. They have their Josh Allen 2.0, if you will. And they have Jimmy Garoppolo still on the team. This happens all the time in the NFL. You have the heir apparent behind the starter. But how did it unfold in Santa Clara? It was interesting because there was kind of conflicting ideas here. Is The idea was Trey Lance comes from the small school and he doesn't have a lot of snaps under his belt and he's a raw prospect. But there were people in that building who believed he was going to come along quicker than maybe what the kind of public, you know, idea of what his his timeline was going to be. In his first his training camp, he was really, really good. The first couple of weeks, like to the point where Kyle Shanahan started putting in a package of plays for him. Right. And that wasn't just because, oh, he has running ability. It was because he was really good on the practice field. And mm. anyone who was watching those practices was like, wow, this guy is ahead of the curve. So what happens Trey Lance breaks his finger. And, and this is, I think, the single biggest thing that has affected his development to this point. Trey Lance breaks his finger in, the pre, in a preseason game, tries to play through it without having surgery, and basically it's his right index finger on his throwing hand, of course. Wow. So he can't use that finger to what they call pronate. Like he can't, he can't finish his throw with his right index finger. So he starts trying to figure out how to use his middle finger. Mm -hmm. And what that does is there's a trickle-down effect that affects his, in, his entire mechanics. So his feet are thrown off, his hips are thrown off, you know, matching his eyes to his feet is difficult. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to just make it through the season here, essentially. While Jimmy Garoppolo is, of course, still the starter. And, and Garoppolo got banged up a couple of times that year, so you saw Trey Lance start in Week 5 against Arizona. He did help them win, started and won a big game at the end of the year against Houston that kept them alive for the playoffs. Uh, because if you remember, they had to basically win out during a final stretch there to, to make the 2021 playoff. The fake to Mitchell this time. Lance going to wind up and throw it. It is complete inside the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't the same quarterback that we saw in training camp. And the 49ers, after that season, they were ready to hand the keys to Trey Lance unquestioned after that 2021 playoff run where they lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. You say unquestioned. A lot of people had question marks about it. But what <laughs> happened then in 2022? Yes. Uh, one of the craziest things ever, which was Jimmy Garoppolo, who the Niners fully intended to trade, didn't even try to hide it. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't try to. I remember asking Jimmy Garoppolo, what he's looking for in his next team. I just want to go to a place where, uh, you know, where they, where they want to win. I and mean, that's really what I'm in this game for. I, I'm here to play football, here to win football games. And as long as I got that and uh, good people around me, I think the rest will take care of itself. It was very obvious how this was going to play out. Jimmy Garoppolo said his goodbyes, and then he had surgery. And it was shoulder surgery. It really scared teams away. At that combine, Washington... And the 49ers, I don't want to say they had agreed to terms on a trade. That's probably a little too strong. But they had gone far down the path of what a trade would look like. And Jimmy Garoppolo had surgery. I was on vacation in Kauai or something. I was on a golf course somewhere. Mm. And I get a text message that Carson Wentz has been traded to Washington. And I, of course, at that point, I'm thinking like, wow, I, I, I had already heard. Like, I thought the Niners, this was going to be done. I was afraid it was going to happen while I was on vacation. It didn't. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't find a home. And the 49ers are in a position where they're saying, well, you know, let's just kind of wait and see. You know, when he gets healthy, maybe there'll be an injury in a training camp somewhere. Maybe something will play out where we can finally get something for him. And that never materialized. So the 49ers at that point, it's do you release him? 
or do you just hang on to him? And, and it really is just, it's just as simple as Jimmy Garoppolo was more valuable to the 49ers than he was to anybody else. So when the 2022 season got underway, what happened? Because it was one of the wackiest QB seasons a successful team has had in a long time. It was, it was wild. And Trey Lance, you know, he struggled in training camp in, in 2022. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe a lot of that was he was still unlearning the things he had taught himself mechanically because of the finger issue. Because of the finger, right. It's, it's muscle memory, right? You've got to mm -hmm. figure out how to find that where you can do it over and over again. So he didn't have a great camp. But Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't really competition. Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing on a side field. It was one of the weirdest mm -hmm. things you've ever seen. He's on a side field behind. There's fans there taking photos of him in video, and he's just throwing to, you know, a, a ball boy or whatever on, on the side field um, while that's going on. And then meanwhile, you have Brock Purdy, who was the last pick in the draft, and nobody really knows what to expect from him. And Nate mm -hmm. Sudfeld, who was the veteran that they had re-signed to come back and, and essentially be number two at the time because they didn't know Garoppolo was going to be here. So Purdy starts pushing Sudfeld during training camp. So that's kind of, you know, going under the radar because so much focus, is, rightfully, is on Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. But it was the first sign that they might have had something there in Purdy. It was. And they're just sprinkling in little, little you know, breadcrumbs, so to speak, uh, that are leading you in the direction of, hey, they might think they have something here with Brock Purdy. Trey Lance starts the season. They play in Chicago. It was uh, a monsoon. There's no doubt about that. He actually played fairly well in the first half, but um, it got worse as that day went on. They lost that game to a team that would go on to win, what, three games last year? Um, and then they go into week two against Seattle. I finally get some nice weather. And Trey played pretty well. He was playing well at the time that he hurt his ankle against the Seahawks. They're going to go with Trey Lance on this play as he kept it and absorbed quite the hit. And Lance is down right now. And Jimmy Garoppolo... May see early action today in the first quarter. Jimmy Garoppolo goes in. They beat Seattle. Uh, they go out the next week. Jimmy plays really poorly against Denver on Sunday Night Football. They lose that game. Um, all of a sudden, they're kind of in a little bit of an early tailspin. I think they were three and four at one point. Um, and, and Jimmy's still the quarterback, but they make the trade for Christian McCaffrey. Jimmy Garoppolo starts to play better. No coincidence that he's got more weapons now with Christian McCaffrey and all those things. They play the Miami Dolphins. And Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot. So this is something to keep an eye on. This is after Jimmy Garoppolo was sacked at the end of the last drive in a lot of pain. That left ankle gets rolled up on and Garoppolo off on a cart. So they turn it over to Brock Purdy. And I think, you know, in the press box, again, I'm not going to revise history here. I'm thinking like, well, their season's done here. Like, I don't know anything about what this kid can do. He's, you know, seventh round pick, last pick in the draft. And any rookie quarterback, it didn't matter where he was drafted. It was, it was going to be a tough spot to come in. And he didn't flinch once. Purdy looks to throw. Juszczyk, touchdown, San Francisco. Niners take the lead and Brock Purdy off of the bench as his first NFL touchdown. The Dolphins were zero blitzing him left and right. He was under pressure. He stood in the pocket, delivered some unbelievable throws in that game. They go out the next week as first start against Tampa Bay. He was even better, making plays off schedule. Purdy. Back to throw. Pressure coming. Steps away. Looking to run. And he walks it in for the touchdown. Doing all the things. It really, like, all the, the big thing Kyle Shanahan wants is, can you stand in the pocket and deliver? Because the system will do the work for you, and so will your teammates. Yep. But he was doing things outside of that that I think really kind of opened people's eyes and made them think, boy, we, we might really have something here.
Yeah, you may know this, Nick, but I am a South Floridian. And so I watched <laughs> that Dolphins 49ers game thinking, oh, Jimmy G's out. There's no way this Brock Purdy kid is going to come in and win this game. And he was fantastic. And he was he stayed that way until he tore his UCL against the Eagles in the playoffs. And there were and there were moments along the way where the 49ers just were like, wow, this is exceeding anything even we expected. They played Seattle, uh, I think it was the week after the Tampa game. It was a Thursday night game. It was the chance to win the division. And Brock Purdy goes up there with a broken rib and wins the game. He didn't throw a single pass in practice leading up to that game. He was throwing in like their whatever, the ballroom at the hotel, like, you know, light throwing before the game. Goes up to Kyle Shannon before the game and says, I can do this. Give me a shot. Let's do this. And so he does it. He makes some plays. He scrambles at one point. I think he dives for a first down or something with this bad rib. And I think that was kind of like the first, you know, the Niners like, oh, like he's made of the right stuff. Like this is what we're looking for. Um, and then he goes out in the playoffs and, you know, he threw for, I think, 330 and a few touchdowns against Seattle in, in his first playoff game after some early bumps, certainly in that game, but but played well. Uh, beats a really good Dallas defense. You know, it was a close game. You know, he didn't have great numbers, but got it done, made a couple of big plays. Just scramble drill. <laughs> Brock Purdy kind of breaks the cardinal rule. You never throw the ball back across the middle of the field. But in this case, George Kittle makes a circus one-hand catch. So yeah, I, like I said, I think the 49ers were already way down the path of Brock Purdy is going to be our starter in 2023 until that injury, which you know kind of threw it into question only because of not knowing what his health situation was going to be down the road. Coming up, why the quarterback situation in San Francisco hasn't exactly cleared up as the new season approaches. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash 
Gift Finder. Okay, Nick, so we moved down that path, and we're here now in training camp ahead of the 2023 NFL season. The 49ers have the steal of last year's draft. Brock Purdy back in the fold a little quickly after the elbow injury. How do you sketch out the picture for us at the position? So just to be very clear, Brock Purdy has been mostly cleared. Uh, and, and the, the mm. Niners say without restriction, well, there's a little bit of a restriction because right now he is following a two days on, one day off plan. So he throws for two days or practices for two days, and then he has the next day off. So they're still hoping that within about a two-week span, uh, he'll get to that point where there won't be any of that. He can just practice every day. He could follow a normal regimen. He can get all of the reps that he wants. And that actually, guys, mm -hmm. would fall right in to a five-month recovery, a full clearance in five months, which, okay. again, is really not that unusual for this UCL repair. But he is back to about where he was before from a velocity standpoint. And really now it's just knocking off the rust um, and getting the accuracy. Mm -hmm. And honestly... Even if he does the two on and one off for the rest of camp, he's still going to get, you know, uh, X times more reps than he had last preseason right. when he was the number three quarterback and he was getting, you know, maybe three reps at the end of every period. Behind him is a mess a little bit. Uh, Trey Lance yeah. and Sam Darnold are sharing the reps with the number two uh, offense in camp right now. And so basically, it, let's just say it goes Purdy gets four reps and then and then Trey Lance gets four reps and then Brandon Allen gets a few reps as, with the number threes. And then it starts back over with Purdy with four and then it would be Darnold uh, with the twos and then it would be Allen again. Okay. With, so so that's kind of that's kind of how it's laying out right now. And really, I think that you have Trey Lance and Sam Darnold in a bit of a competition for that number two job. And the question would then, of course, be. Well, what did Trey Lance do that he fell not only from the number one job, but he's actually having to compete? And I understand why that would anger fans because there was such a huge investment made in Trey Lance. But that is the situation as it stands. And one way or another, one of these guys is going to have to go. And logic would say it's probably going to be Brandon Allen. But we just kind of have to wait and see how it plays out. And maybe it's Sam Darnold that gets traded. I just think that there would be probably more of a market for a guy like Lance where teams haven't seen him and, and maybe they think yeah. They can do for him what the Niners think they can do for Sam Darnold. Right. Well, they, like you said, they liked Sam Darnold in the past, but they also liked Trey Lance enough to draft him number three overall. So is he really on the outs? Like, What's his value if the Niners do decide to cut bait and maybe move him? I think that they're in a position, and, and just follow me on this, Izzy, but yeah. I think that he's similar right now to where Jimmy Garoppolo was last year. Trey Lance, as we sit here right now, is more valuable to the 49ers than he is to any other team. They know what they have. They know that they have needed multiple quarterbacks to get through seasons in recent years. He at least has knows the offense. He's comfortable here. The weapons, the, the players around him know him and feel comfortable with him. So they're not going to just give him away. I, I asked John Lynch before the draft in April, straight up, I said, well, you know, what would it take to to trade Trey Lance? And he, mm -hmm. you know, basically said it's going to take something substantial. It, you know, and and I, I take that to mean you're talking second round first. You know, I don't think first round is realistic, but second round, you know, maybe a third that becomes a two, something like that that right. I think would make them reconsider. But again, that there's going to have to be some sort of change in the league dynamics wherein a team needs a quarterback really badly to to make that to make Trey Lance more valuable to some other team than he would be to a 49ers team that simply every year has needed other quarterbacks to play. Okay, so the 49ers championship window seemed to open up in 2019 and if you throw out 
the crazy 2020 season. They've basically been on the cusp of a championship every single year. They call the quarterback position the most important position in the sport. And they have one of the craziest quarterback rooms in the league. How important is it for this team to get this right in this moment in time? I think it's hugely important. And I think that, you know, we talk about championship windows and nobody knows how long the window is going to be open, right? There's no way mm -hmm. to really project, unless you have a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady, the guys that kind of are with, when you have them on the roster, your window is always open, but they don't have that obviously. So the, the moment is huge because this team is built in a way to win now. And, and adding to that, we don't know exactly what the salary cap is going to be next year, but the 49ers in terms of total committed resources for next year are going to be well over the salary cap as we sit here right now. Um, and that's without signing Nick Bosa, which is probably going to happen soon. And then Brandon Ayuk, who will be a free agent next year, and to me has emerged as their best pure wide receiver. And so I think you have to try to get through the window this year with this team. And George Kittle, I asked him about it the other day. He openly says, we talk about it. We know that with this hmm. team. Kyle Juszczyk, I get another guy who's been around and is in his 30s now. They know that these opportunities are fleeting with teams this good. And you know what else keeps the window open longer, Izzy, hmm. is if Brock Purdy turns into the to a, a good or even really good NFL quarterback, he makes yeah. like $900,000. He makes nothing and, and he can't he's not even eligible for extension until after the 2024 season so if he's the player they hope he can be that would go a long way because he would be one of the most valuable assets in football of course having the quarterback right, situation straight out is a straightened out is a massive massive if yes if you have an inexpensive quarterback it is the key to building a championship roster i think the seattle seahawks will probably tell you that better than any other team nick not only are the 49ers one of the more entertaining teams to watch they're one of the more entertaining teams to talk about so thanks so much for that <laughs> you got it thanks izzy i'm israel gutierrez this has been espn daily we'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs>